Did we talk about that? Yeah. In, well, in, I told we you I saw that. it. Oh, did you? I told did you, you like I it? saw it, but I don't think you had seen it yet. Oh, I thought I saw it and you hadn't seen it yet. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's episode five. So far, so good. It seems like people are starting to enjoy it and catch on. Yeah, people are, are tuning in. We're slowly ironing out the bugs and getting a little better at this. Yeah, yeah a little bit. A little bit. more entertaining. I just watched the part one of Nick Castle today, this morning, and mm -hmm. I got to say, it's kind of funny. I do. It's like it, it, it was good. I, I actually really enjoyed it. And I can't I hate watching myself and listening to myself. It's disgusting. But I really enjoyed it. And I think I'm starting to find a groove in regards to the editing of the show and, and mm -hmm. kind of build a, uh, a flow that, a you flow. know, it's a flow trying to, to give it our own style and kind of, I don't know, I, my, I think my favorite part is the, the, the opening bit. What do you call it? The teaser or whatever it is where i just put in a random bullshit thing a, usually it's a pre-roll or a pre-record you know yeah. where we're rambling and then it cuts to the title that, that's my favorite part actually i'm enjoying it oh me too and it's and know. it's fun just connecting every week and getting caught up on things and what you've been doing what you've been watching mm -hmm. what's more most important to chris and i what makes us angry um mm. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh because that's we're all about getting pissed off. Um, yeah. But we got a lot more comments and questions that I'm going to go through. Oh, let's hear from, from our, our peeps. Our peeps. As the young kids say. Or do you want to talk about something else? What should we well, talk we'll about? We'll talk about stuff too, but we oh, can okay. start with, we can start with questions. Hell, I can edit this any way I want. I can this end the show true. with this shit if I want that's, to. That's true. What are you drinking there? What you got going there? It's a little Paul Newman's uh, lemonade. Oh, okay. Yeah. I went for the dollar diet Coke at McDonald's. Oh, mm -hmm. um, what do you get at McDonald's when you, when you go there? You go to McDonald's often, this, don't you? Yeah, but I mainly just go get drinks. You just go to get a diet Coke? Usually, yeah. yeah um, Why don't you just buy diet Coke and put it in your fridge? Because I like fountain drinks. Copy that. You should buy I, a fountain. Thought about it, but then I also, I thought if I did that, then I would drink way too much of it. Copy that. I, I feel like if I have to make the effort to get in the car drive to McDonald's, sit through the drive-thru because the mm -hmm. inside isn't open, at least by mm -hmm. the one, one by my house, mm -hmm. that I'm going to- It's a to, treat. It's a treat. It's yes. a treat for you. I guess so. And it's only a dollar, but this is what I do. I actually buy two because <laughs> it comes out to $2.15. I put one in the fridge because right. the ice doesn't melt immediately. And sure. something I al also I enjoy with the fountain drink is the ice kind of diluting it a little bit. Oh, it's a whole but experience. It is. But if I buy a can or a bottle and I put it in a glass with ice, it doesn't right. taste the same. Huh. I don't know. There was a whole thing I read online about how McDonald's has the perfect mixture for uh, their soda machines like the, mm -hmm. and that people think that their sodas taste better than anybody else's. I don't know. I read a book about how McDonald's, they have this formula for every single thing that they, they put out yeah. that is the perfect scientific balance of this, that, and the other in order for it to taste perfectly good and make you coming back for more. It's a mm. good book. Did you watch the movie, The Founder? I did. Great movie. Yeah, really good. I enjoyed that yeah. a lot. 
you know what's funny is it seems like whenever I pop up on something with a McDonald's cup or something or mm-hmm. like there was a, a signing I did like two months ago with Chris Durand and I was at his house and the person, the autograph person that was there taking pictures of him signing, I was sitting in the background and you could see one of these sitting next to me. Dude, every time it's like comments, you shouldn't go to McDonald's, blah, blah, blah. It's bad for you. <laughs> fucking blah, 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 blah. It's like, you know what? Yeah. I'm a grown ass man. If I want to go to fucking McDonald's, go to McDonald's. Find it's not business. like I'm some big obese motherfucker. I, I go there to get a drink, whatever. Yeah. If I want yeah. a burger, I'm going to get a burger. Right. Mind, Mind your own your business. business. Mind yeah. your business. I Mind happen to, business. I haven't, I haven't been to McDonald's in years, but when I, if I do pull into a McDonald's, mm-hmm. it's usually at like seven in the morning after being up all night on set and I yeah. get their like breakfast biscuit thing with the sausage and egg and cheese thing. Egg McMuffin not an egg mcmuffin i'm not a fan of the egg mcmuffin i'm a fan of the sausage biscuit with egg okay do that. oh it's good stuff but that's, that's after bad. a long yeah. night of you know but uh i haven't been to a mcdonald's in forever i'm almost there every day every day because i go get it i it's just like a routine i go get a drink it's yeah. uh and it's the close it's literally the closest thing to my house Right. So I just now are you a, are you a Seven Eleven guy? Do you go into a Seven Eleven and do a fountain diet coke? I don't like their fountain drinks. Really? Yeah, there's something weird taste about them. I don't like them. Hmm. But what I normally go to when things were open and normal, there's a gas station by my house. Um, it's like a Chevron station that has one of those. What are they called? They have a name for their little mini mart. Something mm-hmm. like last mile or some i forget mm-hmm. something what it's called on the <laughs> on the run or some shit and anyway i go get a fountain drink there Got usually the runs. yeah yeah exactly but yeah i'll go get a fountain drink there and oh. uh i kind of had a routine but that kind of got screwed up because now that section is closed but you right. can go in there and get one but you got to get the attendant to go get it for you and it's a pain in the ass i always uh, feel like a dick i'm standing in line people are waiting to get gas I'm like yeah can you get me a large diet coke and the guy has to walk over and everybody behind me is going right dude you know i'm that guy though when i go to the 7 Eleven or something to get something and the person in front of me is buying lottery tickets oh i hate scratch that. offs or lottos and they're there for like 20 minutes here we go again with the get off my lawn yeah and stuff but I'm like, oh my God, really? What do you, with the tickets and the lot of, really? How long does it take you to do that? It's like Dude, they're 20 minutes. They're, same they're, thing at the Chevron. It's just because they sell them there too. When I go to, yeah. when I'm getting my, same thing. And they'll be like, oh, do you have the Powerball? Um, wait, do you have the, uh, the, the, you know, the, all these stupid names yeah. for them? And, and it's like, Powerball, I'll take a Husker do, a Husker don't. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, what are you talking about? Yeah. And it's like, bro, you're just, you want to just throw your money away. Give it to me. You know, yeah. just I need diet Cokes. Yeah. I need diet Cokes. I need them now. Yeah. All right. So let's get into some questions and we'll get back to more shit that makes us mad on the thing with two heads that gets angry. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So Dr. Wolfenstein, he had Ooh. a question. He had a question last time too. It's a great name. He said the mask made by the, the mask Chris made was by far the best in the series since oh. the original. I can't take sole credit yeah. for that mask. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of people that, that, that contribute and, and, and work on all this stuff because one person can't do it all by themselves. And so I, I, we were talking, even a genius it. like Chris Nelson, I'm not even a genius at talking boogeyman. Ben 
Ooh, Boogeyman, good name. Boogeyman Ben. He said, uh, this made my day. Alongside mm. Forever Midnight, this ties as my favorite podcast. You guys are both amazing, and hearing stories from the amazing Robert Ressler was so cool. Um, Salem's Lot that Toby Hooper directed is my favorite film of all time. I was five oh, when it premiered on CBS television in 1979, and it absolutely terrified me. I am curious if either of you are fans. Keep up the amazing work. Best to you and your families. I did not wear that Salem's Lot shirt because anybody asked me what I thought of Salem's Lot. It was just random. And clearly, yes, I love Salem's Lot. And you? I do. I love Salem's Lot. I think it's super cool. What's the name of the kid that's floating at the window? Oh, oh yeah. Um, Something Glick, right? It's um, Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I had it. Anyway, I'm a huge fan of it. I think it's super cool. It's, I'm, obviously, it's, it's a bit dated. I'm, I remember watching it when it first aired. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. And when he's floating at the window, which I always think yeah. is a, super scary, but also funny as hell because there's just this floating guy and he's going like this he's obviously on some kind of gimbal he's, he's and, and he's just it's just kind of like he's just like this like yeah. random floaty and it cracks me up it makes me laugh so, <laughs> it makes me laugh so hard <laughs> it's usually just a circle too but i love salem's Lot. i think it's cool it's one of the coolest vampires as well oh I mean, it is yeah. hands down danny glick Danny Glick. I know. Yeah, I'm, I met him, the, uh, the actor, Brad Savage. Mm. I met him at a chiller theater uh, a, a few years back. Got him to mm. sign my poster, my Salem's mm. Lot poster. Yeah, definitely Barlow is hands down, I think, the freakiest looking vampire ever of all yeah. time. Yeah. So. And, you know, obviously, you know, Nosferatu style, but it, it's, uh, I love the, uh, in what we do in the Shadows movie, how they, yeah, kind of, kind of, you know, did their version of it, which was with, hilarious. Peter, 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 Peter. I love that one, but uh, yeah, I love it. And David Soul, man, from Starsky oh, and Hutch. I mean, I got lucky and met him at a convention in London because he is lives he a nice in London. Guy? Oh, does he? Not a nice guy. Kind of a grumpy fuck. Yeah, but just, you know what? Things just didn't go the way he planned. After Starsky and Hutch, or, or, or the song, he, the big hit that was on KTEL Records, Don't Give Up On Us, Baby. Remember that wow. song? Wow. I don't. I know he had <gasps> records. He had a huge hit. He had a don't hit. Don't Give Up On Us, Baby. Yeah. I didn't know he had a hit. Mm-hmm. I mean, check it out. Huh. Well, I, eh, I probably <laughs> won't. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so you met him, and he was. He was, uh, was kind of grumpy, but I got him to sign my poster, and, you know. Mm-hmm. So I got him, I got Toby Hooper, and I got the Danny Glick kid. I That's think those awesome. are the only people I got on the poster. Won't be getting Reggie Nalder, unfortunately, who no. was Barlow. Or uh, Face the, the Mask, James Mason? No, what's James his name? Mason. James Mason? Is it James Mason? Oh, no, we're no. so bad. Hold on. Like We know it, but we don't know it because we're filling our head with so much useless information. I'm looking like, it up. James Mason, okay. James I was right. Mason. That's yeah. Face James the Master. Mason. Face the Master. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what i say when never mind face the master oh uh, i know he was gonna get dirty nope um <laughs> drop my drawers and go face the master <laughs> you can do nothing against the master okay let's move on to another question here 410 goodfella 410 goodfella says keep him with the theme of the next episode will kyle richards ever do a convention hmm, i highly doubt it 
I talked to her about it when I was on set of Halloween Kills and we discussed it and don't think it's her thing. She did tell me she was scheduled to do a Bravo like convention for the housewives thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it fell through. I don't think she ever actually did it. She mentioned that if Jamie did another one, that maybe she would do something for charity, but it's not likely. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's her vibe. Mm. My gut feeling. A tower 19 says, man, no love for the modern classic street trash. <laughs> I don't know why, because we haven't mentioned street trash. I don't, I, I think street trash is all right. I don't, yeah. I'm not a huge fan. You? I, it's fine. Okay. I don't know. I'm still thrown by where that came from. I mean, I appreciate the question. In the yeah. Street, but yeah, man, street trash. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know the film well enough to comment seen it on it, once. to be honest with you. I've seen it once. I, I'll yeah. go and watch it again or something, and I might fall in love with it and lose I my have, mind. Hold on. I love when I, you're a... You, oh, I, oh, I you picked go. it up. I picked it up. Is it at unwrapped? A, it's, it's not open yet. <laughs> but, but to be fair, I probably have a couple hundred Blu-rays I haven't gotten to yet. <laughs> right. I mean, but... Because you're busy doing shows on on youtube all the time or editing them um so to a tower 19 i promise i will get to this soon and i'll watch it too you'll watch it as well i will watch it as well and i'll leave it out that way i remind myself make it a point to comment it's it's funny too you know being a horror fan they're diehard hardcore Mm -hmm. you know there's this whole thing I, I got, I mean, I love horror movies. I've seen probably most of them. I've mm-hmm. forgotten a lot of them. I'm picky. Uh, I'm certainly not a snob, I wouldn't say, but well, maybe a little bit, but I don't see everything. Like, yeah. I know I'm supposed to, to yeah. give me cred, right? If I'm, if I gotta have street cred, I have to see everything. But some, I miss some of them. Some of them I do see. Maybe I was tired. Maybe I was drunk. Maybe I don't remember it. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> you know there's a lot of reasons why I may or may not have remembered something. Well, speaking of which, have you watched anything recently? I just finished a documentary series that was on FX. It's called The Most Dangerous Animal of All. It's a documentary about this guy who was adopted, who he believes his father who abandoned him was the Zodiac Killer. Ooh. And he puts together all this information and 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 stuff to try to prove that he believes his dad was the zodiac killer was it good it, it's good i i can't uh, I say much. Com- i didn't feel a lot of confidence no, in that. no it's that. good there's some stuff that's really good uh-huh. it's mostly tragic like most television is now like it's so depressing everything that sounds so like something nay would love oh she'll I- love it oh yeah. she'll love it but i'm I, i'm not gonna say anymore but anyway i watched that it's pretty good i recommend how it. many episodes I think it's like three or four. Okay, so not terribly watch. long. Okay. No, no, no. It's an easy watch. Uh, that's a good one. Um, because I'm a huge Zodiac fan, I think we covered this. Not a fan, but you know. Loved his work. He did some great. <laughs> <laughs> did some great death. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what else have I seen? I was just I watched um, Palm Springs. I like. I, I recommend. I liked it. Um, yeah. I watched The Burning was on in the background yesterday while I was sculpting. I was in my little shop sculpting and I had the burning on. Um, oh, nice. Because I like Classic. to just put, put movies on in the background while I watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? If I, I had a whole list of um, stuff that I 
that I've been watching to talk about this. And then I completely forget about it. But then I'll remember when we're talking about something else. I just rewatched Hush, the Mike Flanagan movie. You've never seen Hush? Uh-uh. Oh, you should watch it. Great movie. Okay. And you know who Mike Flanagan is, right? Mm-hmm. Oculus and Doc, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Sleep. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude, it's, it's good. It's a good mm-hmm. movie. And uh, I hadn't seen it since it came out. I mean, it's a real, you know, tight one location film. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. four people in the entire movie. I think like him and James Wan and maybe even Lee Wanell are going to be mm-hmm. kind of regarded as the modern day, like Carpenter, mm-hmm. Romero, and, you know, mm-hmm. Hooper, Craven. But since we last did this, you know, we lost Wilford Brimley. Oh. Yeah. And I see you got the thing. Is that the thing game right That's there? That's the thing game. Have you played that yet? I tried. Not I, good? I, I, it's, no, I, it's, it's really, I mean, unless I'm an idiot and a lot of people <laughs> out there will say that I am, uh, it's really complicated. It's not easy. It's like, there's all this, you're like, what? And then and I was reading the directions, the manual, and I'm going, holy crap, I can't even. So I have to sit down. A friend of mine learned how to play it. Said mm-hmm. it took him a long time to figure it all out. And he had to have a guy come over that knows how to play it. And they played it together and he explained it to him. He said, once you learn it, it's really fun. But yeah. it's apparently it's fun. But um, I tried to play it once or twice. You would think during a pandemic with six months of, stuff to do i would have learned how to play that game but i didn't but i'm i'm gonna pull it out and learn it <laughs> and uh and then i'm gonna i also have the the jaws game which i have to get yeah. to um, well you know my problem is, is i bought that shining game too you can't do it with two people so you need more than two people to play and it's pretty much just me and nay here in the house and we haven't had a chance to try it yet mm. um i did try that uh mixtape massacre one Mm -hmm. as everybody was raving about it online the horror community how great it was Mm -hmm. not so much i i thought i thought it was boring as hell i don't know i mean it was just me (laughs) but yeah we were kind of like eh. i played cards against humanity recently that's always fun is that what it's called yeah 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 we have uh, a client quinn lord who Mm -hmm. uh he was the little sam and trick-or-treat Mm-hmm. him and his dad they come to conventions a lot and we always sit around and play cards against humanity like that's they're totally into it's a good it. game the, yeah the, the winning the, the winning card is always balls <laughs> if you have balls the balls card that's like the best card it wins every time that's a card to have well back to wilford since we didn't really uh, oh, sorry. eulogize him very well <laughs> <laughs> god uh, yeah, I was uh, I, very, I, sad. very sad. I, I told a little story on when I made a post about him about how I got to uh, have a car ride from Texas Frightmare to the Alamo Draft House for a special screening of the thing. It was Wilford, Tom Waits, who played Windows, and uh, Dean Cundy. Man, just the stories he told. And we went to dinner before the movie and sitting with him and listening to him just talk. He is so funny. I actually mm. found, I shot some video of the Q&A and he was had the whole room rolling and i'm I'm probably going to post some of it but coincidentally they were premiering that game at the screening after the screening they all took pictures holding the game and i took Mm. some pictures of them all posing with that game Mm. so but anyway wilford yeah he was a sweet guy really funny totally not politically correct which was hilarious the stuff he said oh good shit 
Uh, yeah, he was. A, he was. I met him once or twice, but you know, and he was very. Yeah, nice I remember. Man. I think and I cut you in the line. Remember you did. You cut, you cut me in line. Uh, I remember that. He's been in so many good films and played so many roles. I mean, obviously, we all know him in the thing and uh, horror fans, but diabetes. Guy's guy an amazing actor and been around a long time. And it's sad. It's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. And with that said, watch your sugar. Eat your oats. The right thing to do. It's the right. right thing to do. It's all Ooh. for you, Demon. He this sounds uh, like a kiss guy. He might be a kiss guy. These podcasts are great. Congrats to you both. And Robert, as a guest, I wish you could see the trickle-down effect these podcasts cause in a slew of pop culture text messages between my friends and I. Your talks spur many a conversation. Thank you. Listening to you all is like hanging out with friends, talking shop. Keep up the good work. Looking forward to many more in the series. Take care. Oh, nice. that's nice. That's awesome. Yeah, they probably, everyone's probably, they're, they're all texting each other, talking about how fucking dumb I am about my knowledge of all this, sh or, you know, when we get shit wrong. Uh, Did you see they got that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows that street trash is fucking classic, bro. Doesn't know who Vince Scully is. Well, hey. what a douchebag. Uh, live free or die said Jeez. here's a question do you guys like to read and what are your favorite books oh it's a good question you want to go uh yeah mine's going to be pretty brief uh this is most of the probably the most reading i do <laughs> i i used to be a real bookworm growing up and for some reason as i got into my 20s and uh i started to get this thing where it would just put me to sleep as soon as I started to read, I'd get three pages in and I'd start nodding off. Mm -hmm. And it just got so annoying that I kind of just stopped mm. reading. Uh, my favorite book's probably The Dictionary. I probably use that more than anything else. Anyway. It's a good one. It's yeah. very well written. Yeah. It's a good one. Whoever wrote that doesn't get much, enough credit. You? Um, I do like reading a lot. I like autobiographies and biographies a lot. For some reason, I gravitate to those. Mm. Uh, the last three books I read were, of course, Leachman's book. Uh, I just finished that, actually. I read Kathy Valentine's book, The Basis for the Go-Go's, which was good. And mm. I read um, Chrissy Hines' book, Oh, uh, uh, which is great. I read, oh, the Stephen King book um, where the guy goes back. They made a series about it where the guy goes back in time, the Kennedy assassination whole thing. Oh, is that the 1922? Yeah, 1119. Is that 11, something 11? Yeah. <laughs> I was It's only one of the most important days in history. And of course, uh, was it? Dummies! Dummies! Okay, so Jake Spear fought. Oh, no, I keep saying like the number, but it's it, it'll say how many days ago it was. Jake Spear. So let's. So Jake Spear says, "You you three should do a commentary of Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. That would be amazing. I would do that, and I know Robert would do it. It would be hilarious. I have so much to say about that movie, and yeah. every time I watch it, it's. Uh, we just watched it. I think about a month or two ago. There's this one great spot that I saved the soundbite, where they're in the classroom and he's dreaming and the snake, you know." And the teacher pulls out something gross or something, and that and the, there's a sound bite of a girl in the class going, "Ew!" And it's the best. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. Ew. I would do that. That'd be fun. 
because that movie is weird. Brandon Gregory says, God, I love this show so much. Sean is one of the nicest, most sincere guys in the horror community. That's why you're reading this. <laughs> what he Here's says a, about you was so good. From one of so, our friends. Uh, no, <laughs> he's so no. awesome. I'm so often. No, there's more. Uh, Christopher is an amazing, talented, cool, and very laid back guy. And then Robert is awesome. He is just so humble and genuine. He could write a bestseller with those stories. So thank you very much, wow. Brandon. That was yeah, very thanks, Brandon. nice of you. Oh, now you've, you've come around to his comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's only got one thing right about me, and that's that I'm laid back. The other things Don Harrison says, another awesome episode. My guess is that the actress in the pooping story would be none other than Kelly LeBrock. Do you know the answer to that? Yeah, he's a, I know who it is. Yes, okay. Robert told me. It was okay. not Kelly LeBrock, nor was it Suzanne Schneider or Judy Aronson. It was literally somebody who was had a very small part. It wasn't anybody that anybody would know, mm. I, which is why I thought it was odd he didn't say who it was, mm-hmm. but whatever. If you guys were thinking that Robert Downey Jr. took a shit on Kelly LeBrock's floor, <laughs> nah, that didn't happen. A, a Tower 19, he's back. This was just before we went on. He's back. A Tower 19. And he's out of control. He's back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I really, I really dig this podcast. Sean and Christopher have a good chemistry, and that's not a oh. little thing. Horror theme podcasts are a dime a dozen, but few are really good, and this is one of them. I don't know what I'm doing for Halloween this year since 2020 has been scary enough, but I'd just like to decorate, and then I don't know, maybe do the Christmas style thing where you hop in the car and just check out everyone in the neighborhood's decorations from the safety of your car. It's a little lame, but death really sucks. Uh, that's actually kind of a neat idea if everybody just decorated their houses, mm-hmm. you know, and you, but that won't happen. But I kind of do that anyway. We do that every year. We'll yeah. do car and there's certain neighborhoods that you go and people do decorate. And we do that every, I do that every year. Yeah. Rick Baker does it every year. Rick Baker does? Rick Baker does a big oh. giant production yeah. out, out, out of the front of this thing. Okay, if we could post his address on here, that'd be great. So yeah, we'll just post his address and everybody go. Well, I mean, we want his stuff to be seen, so I think it would be only the right thing <laughs> to do. Because no one knows his stuff. <laughs> I want his work to be for naught. I know. Um, since our last recording, Not Scary Farm announced they are officially canceled for 2020. I was, I was clinging on to hope that maybe they could. I know they you could, were. Yeah. You really but oddly enough, we're going to Knott's tomorrow. Huh. Yes, Nay and I are going to Knott's Berry Farm for a special event they're having. The park, it's inside the park, but the rides aren't open. And mm-hmm. it's very limited capacity. It's a food event called Taste of Calico. Hmm. And it's like 25 bucks a person. And you get a card and you can try five items. They have food stands all over, and it's all boysenberry themes. Like there's boysenberry chicken wings, mm. you know, boysenberry ice cream, but it's all boysenberry related. So we're doing that tomorrow. I'm, I'm just excited to be going somewhere and going to be in a mm. theme park. And they're real mm. strict. They've got all the social distancing thing. They put, they put tables all over the place because it's a huge park sanitation stations everywhere and everybody has to wear masks unless you're sitting down eating you can take the mask off Mm. so that sounds fun 
yeah, so we're doing that tomorrow and tonight. I'm going to the uh, Tiki Drive-In uh, Beyond Fest for a double feature of Scream and the original Nightmare on Elm Street. That's a so, good one. I got tickets to next week. Ah, and that is RoboCop and Terminator. Nice. Which I uh, the only reason why I got it, I like RoboCop a lot. Me too. Awesome. There's some amazing makeup effects and fun stuff and it's just a fun movie terminator when it came out i was a huge fan but i'm kind of like i've seen i don't need to see terminator ever again yeah well is terminator playing second i think it's second so So you could bail after robocop if you wanted to yeah but i don't want to do that maybe i don't know it's my birthday that day so i was like what am i gonna do for my birthday and uh and so we're gonna go to the drive-in on my birthday yeah i saw tickets went on sale and i was like i was like uh, I was about to push the buy button and I'm like, uh, you know, I, I think I'm going to pass on this one. I've, it's so funny. I've been going every other week. Mm-hmm. Like I keep skipping a week, which I think is a good, uh, if it's every week, it might get a little not as exciting. So mm-hmm. I, I like that feeling of going to the drive-in and being pumped for it. It's every two weeks is cool. So I'm hoping whatever is the following week is going to be mm-hmm. something I'm going to want to it'll see. Prob- yeah, it'll probably be something, two of my favorite all-time movies, not on my birthday. Don't they know they should be playing my movies on my birthday? <laughs> and how old are we going to be this year? <clears throat> I'm going to be exactly none of anybody's fucking business. That old, huh? Wow. Happy at, 60th, yes. Chris. Happy 60th. <laughs> <laughs> uh, While well, the beard's getting out of control. Look at that thing, man. Um... Yeah, I'm not thrilled about this birthday, but you know what? I'm going to celebrate it anyway, because why not? And uh, I feel like I'm... Like you're 50 again, right? (laughs) Exactly. Our viewers out there, again, feel free to send free things. Yeah, Chris was complaining he doesn't get enough free stuff, so... (laughs) I don't get any free stuff. What do you mean enough? Yeah, yeah. I see all these people getting swag all the time. I'm like, where's my swag? You're going to love this. I got a message from a fan today telling me that he's making Nick a case for his mask. So it's like Nick Castle wants something. He's going to get it. He's going to get it. Chris Nelson? Nope. Uh, nope. Not nope. not in this lifetime. Nope. Got to earn it the hard way. You know what I'm saying. You, are, you a, are you an SNL fan? Yeah. Did you ever, uh, for some reason, it just popped in my head. Fred Garvin, male prostitute. Oh, I do. That's one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> I said that to the one time I met Dan Aykroyd. I, we did a Ghostbusters convention. They had a Ghostbusters convention on the Sony lot about two years ago, mm-hmm. and Dan Aykroyd was there. And I came up to him to get my Ghostbusters poster signed, and I said, "I got to tell you, I said of all the things you've ever done, my favorite thing." Fred Garvin, male prostitute, male and he prostitute. started cracking up, and he's all, that's awesome. No ifs, ands, and buts about it. You're spending the night with Fred Garvin, male prostitute. <laughs> he, he liked that. He liked that that's what I pulled out. Yeah, that's my, uh, that, that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, I was going to say drunk uncle. I, I loved drunk uncle. Mm. Do you know the one I'm talking about? With, drunk uh, uncle. Bobby Moyahan. I don't, know, I don't think I've seen that. It would be on Weekend Update. He's been off the show for a little bit, but he did this whole thing where he just says random shit. He's drunk, mm-hmm. you know? Drunk Uncle, I think you're a little too drunk. Yeah, I got trapped in a corn maze. <laughs> and one of my favorites was he was like, girl with the dragon tattoo? Not in my house. 
<laughs> I just, I just like that. I just, I mean, <laughs> just random funny. stupid shit. <laughs> I love that. But there's a whole. You remember the guy, the character Bill Hader did. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, his name? Oh, Stefan. 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 That's yeah. it. Stefan. But somebody posted a, a thing where it says, you know. 2020's got it all oh, coronavirus yeah. murder hornets <laughs> yeah i saw that <laughs> so good that was great well, let's get into some pet peeves <laughs> let's rant for a second <laughs> okay so movie studio logos at mm-hmm. the beginning of movies oh. enough with the fucking movie studio logos yeah it's getting to the point there's like six goddamn movie studio logos before and it's not just the logo it's like a little mini movie with the logo yeah. like dun, 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 a guy with a telescope and then and then the name uh-huh. or you know what uh-huh. enough enough yeah. just enough with it put it in the credits at the end I, but then but here's the thing they show those and then they run the same names again yeah they do it yeah. twice I know. So first you have to see all their freaking logos and stuff, and then you have to see all their names again before the, you know, during the opening credits. So I'm sitting there going, I know who did it. Holy crap. Yeah. Like it drives me. And then crew people have to fight to get their name on a, on a movie. Let's say I have a crew of people on my film. I have to fight to get everybody's name who were actually did something on the movie credit. Yet I have to see the, you know, course they're writing a check so <laughs> yeah remember back in the day like not so much the 70s but like go like go back to like watch a movie from the 60s where the opening scene has the credits yeah and, and then when the movie ends it just says the end that's it <laughs> that was it i think we should go back to that i'm okay with that yeah oh another thing here we go <laughs> people okay well in general, pedestrians. It's always just them. people. It's always people. Well, it's always Let's people's fault. Yeah. People are the problem. There's no right. doubt. It all circles back to people. Right. People are responsible. Right. But but fucking pedestrians, man. Pedestrians that just take their sweet ass time because they and they just walk out and they just stroll, and like you know you're sitting there and you're waiting. You're waiting to make a turn or something, and a pedestrian's walking across the street. And the ones that piss me off are the ones that are on their phone. Yeah. And they're they're walking across the street on their phone, texting, going so goddamn slow. Right. And I just want to fucking honk at them and just you know freak them out. I just want to hit them. I want to run them over. Is what I want to do. <laughs> you know, I want to. I don't know. I I'm, I'm turning into friggin'. Uh, Michael Douglas's character from falling down. I'm just oh, like yeah. getting fed up, man. I'm just going to get out of the car and just go, yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I've, I just I've want my close. breakfast. I just I've want my close. breakfast. Yeah. yeah. I've come close to being that guy. Totally. I love that movie. Yeah. I just rewatched it about. Is that Joel Schumacher? It was. Yeah. Yeah. It's Joel Schumacher. Yeah. I love that movie. Uh, I, mean, I saw it when it first came out and I was like, yes, a movie <laughs> about me. <laughs> 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 yep uh, um i'm gonna re-watch that i'm gonna watch that yeah so i watched uh actually we started watching nay wanted to watch the exorcism of emily rose mm-hmm. we watched half of it last night she started mm-hmm. falling asleep during it mm-hmm. it's a pretty slow movie you know more of a courtroom drama mm-hmm. but i hadn't seen it since it came out and i've been enjoying it so far i remember i liked it but i didn't like oh my god you know mm-hmm. and I, yeah, I also I wasn't remember- 
I wasn't expecting much from it. And then when I yeah. saw it, I, I really liked the idea of it being a, mm -hmm. a, a procedural thing mixed with the horror thing. I really liked that. Yeah. Uh, and it was way better than I thought it would be. It was, uh, it was, it was good. That's a good one. I I've saw, seen it a couple of times. I was, uh, when I was a journalist, um, I don't know if I was with horror channel or dread central. Uh, I did a set visit when they were filming that one and interviewed everybody. It was one of the more kind of boring set visits. I mean, cause it was literally, <laughs> we watched them film like one of the courtroom scenes. It wasn't right. very exciting. Right. Um, but you know, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. And then afterwards I remember they had a screening of it at Sony for like a select, like maybe 12 journalists. And then after the screening, they took us into a boardroom and we interviewed Jennifer Carpenter, um, mm -hmm. the main girl. Yeah. And I've seen her, I've met her a few times at conventions over the years. She's really cool. I like her. It's cool. Yeah. So anyway. I miss conventions. I miss, I, I can't wait till they come back. I'm sure you do too, but I'm, uh, yeah. You know, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm enjoying this vacation. Um, yeah. And I miss the income. Right. I miss the people. I miss the girls that work with me. I miss my friends that I see at the conventions. I miss my clients. Mm -hmm. I don't miss the work aspect of the convention because right. to you, you just go to a convention to me, it's a whole thing that I'm I'm booking hotels and flights and organizing things and contracts and printing photos and banners and dude, it's it's work. For me, yeah. it's work. Yeah, I'm good for like, you know, we can do this COVID thing for like another year. I'll be good. <laughs> if we if maybe just before next Halloween. Just year. before next Halloween, you know, yeah. so I can still have my Halloween. Yeah. Nah. Mm. I don't know. Hopefully we'll be back rolling by early next year. Fingers I'm ready crossed. to get back to work, man. I'm yeah. ready to go. So I've been trying to do some sculpting, some Halloween mass right now, not for movie Halloween, just Halloween holiday mass and finished my creep show booth, which I find a place to put it. It turned out awesome. I'm super happy with it. Yeah, it looks dope. And um, I got a place you can put it right, right, right in this room over here. If you don't have a spot for it. Anyway. Okay. I might take you, <laughs> I might take you up on that. It's a little big. It's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a legit booth. It's worth it though. It's not. Yeah. It's only like, what is it? Two feet? Not even deep. Really? So it's not. It's not. You can't get in it. I mean, I guess actually you could, but you can't. <laughs> Make up your mind. You could or you can't. You can, but you can't. Make up your mind, dude. Is he gonna shit or is he gonna kill us? You can't really, but you could. No, <laughs> but you can. But you can. Uh, it's. Uh, I'm very excited about it. I gotta find a place to put it. Maybe I'll put it That's... in your house. No. <laughs> okay, so now we are going to get to part two of our Nick Castle interview, and uh, this is where he reveals everything. This is where it gets deep. This is where you're gonna either walk away from this interview loving him or hating him. This is mm. that's how it's a. This is. Nah, it's not that revealing. But you'll but know him. You know his pool etiquette, and now you're going to learn even more. Uh -huh. And we give his home address in this episode we do. We for do. you to go swimming. Yeah. And he really likes it if you show up in the Michael Myers mask and jump in his pool. Yeah. So keep an eye out for the address, <laughs> which will be in the link below. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the, the address 
to him and Rick Baker's house will pop up when you subscribe. It'll immediately, yes. you'll get a notification. This is the Nick Castle interview part two. Enjoy it. And we'll uh, be back with our nonsense uh, next week. But make sure to put your comments and questions below. We'll read them off on the next show unless they're just totally stupid. Then we'll just mock you behind your back. But you <laughs> Like know, things, subscribe things. Yeah, but if you put what a genius questions. Chris is, then it'll definitely get read. That's right. So. Enjoy Nick Castle, everybody. See you next time. Um, let's see. Okay, I don't know about this one, but Adam Wilson wanted to know which scene are you the most proud of performance-wise in the original Halloween? Now, 40, 42 years later, is there a scene as Michael you looked back on and wish you had done something a little different? Wow. It's getting deep. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, the one I'm most proud of is probably, no, I don't know, proud is the word. Okay, which one do you like? <laughs> which one do I like? Well, you know, the, the one that comes up all the time is the, uh, you know, tilting the head business, you know, uh, killing that poor slob on the in the kitchen. Bob. <laughs> Bob, poor Bob. That gives the shape a little bit of character, you know, and, and, and it starts to, you get a little sense of his psychology. So it's not just the blank human being, which which is interesting. As a fan, my favorite scene to this day is when she thinks she's killed you in the closet and, yeah. and the sit up and the turn that gives me chills to this day. When I still watch it, I get goosebumps. Yeah, yeah me too. That was a, that was a pivotal, that the head tilt and that. I have a question about that. Did you, was that all you, the sit up and just the robotic turn? Was that just, yeah, I think because I, yeah, this I, goes I, back to kind of my question with that, how that's really iconic. The head tilts really iconic. The walk is really iconic. I, what I want to know, and so many people want to know, I kind of already know, but, I, but I'm curious, is like, were you just, there's, there's all kinds of conspiracy theories about all this kind of stuff. What, what, were you just doing it? Were you just like, this is how, you just did it and you went cut, great, we got it, moving on. Was there a lot of direction given to you or was it just like, just walk from here to here? Like, right. in your mind, give us, give us the lowdown. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I've mentioned this a number of times before. The uh, yeah. the direction was minimal, you know, uh, to begin with. And I remember at a certain point when I was, with the, you're going to see me full body walking across the street, asking John what he wanted out of this. Basically, you know, you know, who am I or what, are, you know, how do you want me to do this? And he just said, just go over there and walk across the street. <laughs> He <laughs> didn't want to hear about it. So, you know, now John, I, I've seen him kind of embellish that from time to time saying, well, I just really liked his walk. His dad was a dancer. Da, 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 da. So, you know, God knows, you know, if any of that's true. So, uh, but the, the tilt, the head tilt was all John. He said, I didn't even know what he was doing when I, when I was standing there because he just started to direct me off camera, you know, mm -hmm. tilt your head to the right, tilt your head to the left. And then when I saw him, I went, oh, that was a cool idea. Mm -hmm. I don't remember any direction on the, the sit up and the tilt and the, and the look. I got mm -hmm. a feeling that probably was my genius. As long as Any throwing, <laughs> throwing that word around. <laughs> Anything you wish you had done a little different? That was the other part of the question. Yeah, I wish I had, would have let the stunt guy do the, the first scene where it's in the rain and I'm jumping up on the car so I didn't have to freeze to death. <laughs> that was horrible. The oh, worst, wow. The worst part of the show for me was because it was, it was like 40 something degrees that night and it was late 
and then they put on the hoses and there's no warm water coming out of a hose no those big ass hoses so i mean it when it and when those drops came down on me through the gown it was like knives actually you know oh. me. it was it was horrendous and then of course john had to go okay let's do take two <laughs> was was that also shot uh the location where the entrance to uh, smith's grove was the sanitarium yeah. was uh that reservoir up right up above uh, universal studios was that the water scene was that also shot on that same yeah. little road yeah i think so i think mm. so yeah christopher david cheswick wants to know if you remember the first time you put the mask on and how it felt and w what was your feeling when you first actually put on that mask? Gee, I'd like to have some great answer to that. <laughs> Can I make one up? No, yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> and, and, and he said, did it freak you out seeing your reflection? I mean, did anything, did you get any feeling from it? Or was like, ah, oh, that's okay. This doesn't yeah. fit this. This doesn't yeah. feel too terrible. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember <laughs> thinking uh, that the mask itself was loose enough that it didn't feel like I, it was claustrophobic. And so I didn't feel like, you know, oh, shit. And every time I uh, I had a moment's rest that I had to take it off, for instance, or, you know, like you see me sometimes just put it up on top of my head on some of these, you know, comedy shots we did on the thing. That's uh, I did that quite a bit. But it's, uh, no, it, it, there was no... No, you know, no, because for the same reason that there was no sense that there was going to be anything more than just this stupid horror film that John is going to hopefully get another job. <laughs> you know, did, did I think of, did I think to even uh, register it as an important event? You know, did you ever look at yourself and go, this looks dumb? <laughs> you know, I, I, I did think it worked. You know, yeah. I, I always thought it worked. And, and that's something I remember uh, John and, and Tommy and Deborah talking about when they, when they were doing the kind of the audition for what Tommy had done. When they saw that, when, they, when whoever put it on and walked into the room, they knew immediately it was like, oh, that works. So that's neat. Yeah, I, that is neat. Yeah, that's yeah. very cool. Yeah. You know, Jim needs to have, have his mask taken off between every single take. Oh, oh, so because he's he's classical? <laughs> no. What? Because he's a, a prima donna? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jim, where Shots are you? Fired. I'm fired. kidding. I know he's watching this. I know he's going to watch this. <laughs> you know, Jim has to have his mask taken off between every take and with a glass of water, with a straw, with ice. Mm -hmm. But it can't be. I'm just kidding. I'm like making all this up. That's a lot. <laughs> The ice has to be at the proper temperature. Exactly. Um, yeah. Purple speaking of sodas and whatnot, <laughs> so here's my buddy Pat Shalastra wanting to know when you go to a restaurant to order a Diet Coke and the waiter replies they only have Pepsi, do you just walk out or do you get an iced tea? <laughs> no, I go for the Diet Pepsi. I can still drink the Diet Pepsi, you know. But I'm you're just not as happy. I'm a whore when it comes to diet drinks. Yeah, I still have to have my diet drink one way or the other. I am disappointed when they say that. I look at them and I go, Okay, but can you go out maybe and get a Coke for me at some other place? <laughs> they never do. Dee Dee Bigelow would like to know, what inspired you to write August Rush? It's one of her favorite films. Oh, well, thank you. First of all, I did not write the original screenplay. Uh, that was a, written by another uh, very talented fellow, but it was very different than what it turned out to be. He had the notion of the character of August Rush, which was, I thought, very, the thing that I took 
and kind of went in a different direction on. I'm proud of the fact that I did that because here's what happened. The guy gave it to me. I said, okay, I'll do this if I direct it. And he went, no, I, I want to have that option later on. So either you want to write it or you don't want to write it. I went, okay, then I'm not going to do it. So six months later, I'm still remembering how I was going to do that. And it kept bugging me. I said, and they hadn't got it going. No one else was doing the job, you know? And I went, you know, okay, he'll give me a little bit of money. I won't direct it, but I really do want to make this, this thing I know how to make work, you know? So that was the inspiration for doing it. And kind of, I'm very proud that it actually got the movie made by finding the heart of it. So, and then, um, Jim Hart is a good friend of mine. It took another few drafts on it too after I left the show and I think improved it as well. So the inspiration just kind of came to me how to make it work. And it was inspired, like I said, from the original writer's take on the character. Richie Sandberg would like to know, what inspired you to get into film? And was it something that you fell into while at school or was it always your dream to be a writer, director? Oh, yeah. Well, here, wait a minute. I'll take another picture down. Uh, can you see that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. There you have wow. Gene Kelly yeah. on one side, Judy Garland on the other side, and my father in the middle. That's uh, a scene from uh, Summer Stock, which was a musical uh, back in the 50s. My dad was a choreographer. So I grew up in this business, you know, grew up mm -hmm. going to sets. In fact, I was in a couple little movies with very, very little small parts, kind of like my cameos now. For Halloween, <laughs> uh, in a in a, a movie with Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis called Artist and Models. Wow! You see me if you ever go see that. The shape is pulling Dean Martin in a, <laughs> in, a in a wagon around a street corner while singing a song. So uh, that's me. Wow! Uh, then I was in another thing called Anything Goes uh, in a, a scene with Donald O'Connor with a whole bunch of other kids. My dad would do all these movies and then he wound up doing all these TV shows. And every TV show in the summers, especially, I would go and be like his assistant, go get coffee for the dancers and things like that. So I was, you know, around it all my life. And I really did like the idea of the camera. I liked, you know, how, what the decisions that you would make uh, on where to put the camera, why the camera. So that was always of interest to me. So and you never wanted to get into choreography following his footsteps. Okay, I, I had two left feet, you know. Yeah. <laughs> my dad, my dad was a great tap dancer, you know, and uh, and of course they made me take tap dancing, and I was just embarrassed by it all, you know. By the time it was the middle fifties, that had gone out of style, you know, and that was rock and roll, and so anybody that was doing that old stuff was like corny and out of it and whatever. So. Uh, I but never, then ironically, you end up making Tap. Yeah, a movie called Tap, yeah. Tap. Well, yeah, it, yeah, it kind of rediscovered it uh, in, in a way. Uh, uh, I mean, I always knew it. I always liked it, but it was just not for me, you know. And so, and then uh, for as far as uh, that genre of musicals, you know, I didn't have any interest in until I got to film school again and started to look at uh, the history of, of musicals and seen my dad's relationship to that and, that which was fun. And then uh, just really kind of adoring that genre again. Mm -hmm. uh, so I really do have some love for that thing. And it was always uh, threatening to become the modern day Vincent Minnelli, you know, and be the, <laughs> a great filmmaker for musicals. So mm -hmm. I tried a few things, had some scripts, did some TV work with music and stuff like that. But, you know, it was a tough go. Right now it's, it's the best time for it, for that, I think, or in the last few years, at least. People mm -hmm. have done some 
interesting work in that genre. The reason why I got into this thing was history. And then more specifically, I was going to Santa Monica College in the late 60s, trying to stay out of the draft. And my good friend from grade school, who was also someone that wanted to be a filmmaker, said, Nick, I'm going to USC film school. And I said, how the hell did you get in there? Your grades are worse than mine. And he said, <laughs> and he said, you do, if your parents have money, you, you know, it costs a little bit, but they're, they're open. And so that's how I went, wound up doing it. It's totally offhand and started making these little films. USC had a great program, you know? So once I got some praise from my fellow classmates for some of the stuff I was done, I was totally hooked, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's where you met John? Was it USC film yeah. school? Yeah. Your ego gets stroked a little bit and you go, oh, look, <laughs> yeah, well, that's fun. I'll stay in this world. How was, how was working with Gregory Hines, speaking of dance and filmmaking? Oh, man. So. The, one of the best human beings. I mean, did you ever get a chance to meet him? I've never met him. I've always wanted to. Yeah. I mean, it's sad that I, it's one person I, I had wanted to meet during yeah. my career. Just one of the most charismatic human beings in the world. Once mm-hmm. person that walks in a room and just takes over for no sense of ego on his own. He's just, he's show business to the core, you know, cause he grew up again, talk about a guy that started as a kid dancer, you know, mm-hmm. and rock and roll and everything else. And uh, just a, a triple threat, good actor, really good actor, great singer and fantastic, of course, dancer and just the sweetest guy in the world. And he, you know, I did this movie as you're, you're referring to called tap, which is, you know, a little bit of the history of, of what happens to the, that, that tap world and the, the challenges that they were going through in the era that we shot, shot the movie. Because if, obviously it's a genre that at that point especially was, you know, dead and buried. Yeah, there was some Broadway stuff, but, you know, Gregory loved it like with such a passion and, mm-hmm. and wanted to make sure that he could do whatever he could to sustain it as an art form and to bring forth the old masters and the new people that are going to do it. He wanted to, you know, single-handedly, if he had to, make that world viable again. And I really appreciated that. I mean, he was basically a set, a producer. He was not credited as producer on the show, but he had as, as much to say about that movie in a sense than I did, even though I wrote it and directed it. Because he always had parameters that were really specific that he, he wanted to follow and convinced me to do. And you can imagine, you know, it, it's not only a, a movie about tap dancing, which is, was his world, but also mm-hmm. to a large extent, it was an African-American experience too, because mm-hmm. most of the people we had in the show were that African-American experience, even though we didn't point that out too much. But that was important, you know, and we, and we took it seriously in terms of the way we cast it and, and in terms of how we cast the crew too, so that mm-hmm. we would make sure that we were taking care and, and it was, you were being legit. You could tell watching that film. And even at the time, I remember when it came out was, was like, a, it was legit. You could tell there was a lot of love and passion and, yeah. and respect. It was kind of getting back to the foundation and the, the roots of the thing, yeah. what it's really about. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also, you know, cause most of the time you think of tap dancing and of course <laughs> it's funny. Uh, the head of the studio actually came to me after I did Boy Could Fly same studio and said, you know, I just went to a Broadway and I did a tap dance. I know your father was a tap dancer. Why don't we do a tap dance movie? So all he was thinking of is, you know, la, 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 Broadway thing. You know? <laughs> and right. when I started to research it, I realized, no, the really heart and soul of this is in the passion that these people, because these guys are less about the arms and more about percussion. They're drummers, you know, yeah. 
You know, it's all about that. Of course, there's a lot of style to it, too. And 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 it's different between different uh, dancers. But it was like a club, you know, a really Mm -hmm. bonded club or fraternity, you know, Mm -hmm. that uh, really loved each other, really felt for each other. This was a fraternity that, you know, was the top of its game in the 30s and 40s and suddenly went right off the cliff. No one Mm -hmm. got a job. And that's what I where, where I went. Let's talk about that. Let's mm-hmm. see about what that is about. So I, that's what I try to do. I feel like I, I'm always a little disappointed in that movie in, in the sense that I, I thought I could make it a little bit more than it turned out to be, which is fine is what it was. And I just keep looking at it and going, ah, ah. <laughs> Was your father still around at that point in your life? No, old Pop died in 1968. So he never got to see any of your film success. No, no mm-hmm. that's, that, was, that was a shame. Although I did, there's a lot of pictures at the end. Uh, over titles and so one of the pictures is my dad oh, uh, that's with, with his tap shoes on and stuff like that, that that's cool, cool. Yeah. that's really cool I, I was curious what some of the most memorable experiences have been at these conventions uh anything like a crazy uh, funny story or fans or the ones that stand out are the most <laughs> are things like someone coming over with all the tattoos Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think maybe three or four times now, I've also had, I, this is where I go, you know, you guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love you anyhow. Where they have asked, actually asked me to sign their arm and then they come back in three hours with it tattooed, my signature yeah. tattooed on their damn arm. And I go, that's <laughs> going to stay, you know, <laughs> you know, you don't have to do that. Yeah. I'll, you, you know, you can come back from time to time. We'll talk. I mean, have me with you all the time. So I, I, I try to discourage that, but when it happens, it happens. There's just so many uh, good stories. Nothing jumps out at me. I mean, I, we've had our moments with probably don't want to go into of, of crazy people trying to kill <laughs> Sean Clark. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, oh, we can talk about that. You got, I, a, lot talk, people, you got a lot of people trying to kill you, Sean. What's going on? What, what he's referring to is uh, the the Tony Moran incident and and the uh, okay. yeah I, that was yeah that was uh, that was an interesting moment. Nick and I were standing in the lobby waiting to go to dinner, and he comes walking in and started screaming obscenities at me and pointing at me and. And Nick and I just kind of looked at each other and we're just like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you don't, re- you don't think you're going to be in harm's way going to these things. You think you're going to just have a fun time and meet all yeah. the fans and stuff like that. But okay. it can get really weird. Man. I think Nick and I, we sat next to each other on the plane on the way back from one convention, didn't we? Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, I think so. I think I got really drunk because I'm a really, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm, I'm terrified of flying. Yeah. So I, I just, I think I mentioned that probably about 10 times on the plane <laughs> because I'm terrified of flying. I fly everywhere. I mean, that's yeah. what I do, and, but and I'm horrified of it. And you must've been going, Oh my God, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> I feel so bad about that. <laughs> it's, you know, I, meeting some of the folks there has been fun. I mean, I, I have a kind of, uh, maybe a more eccentric taste but like uh, one of the big moments i thought was meeting mads mickelson in uh, in london i, I really yeah. love mads in, in his uh, scandinavian movies because you know i'm a big fan of uh, and uh, you know, it, the academy has a uh, 
foreign film section, you know, that gives up the foreign film awards. Well, you can volunteer to go see all those movies. And my wife mm-hmm. and I have been doing that for, you know, decades, mm-hmm. you know, going to all the movies. And so we're, we're used to seeing great movies from different countries. And we, we wound up going, wow, that guy is amazing. So we were big fans. And then suddenly he does Hannibal or whatever. And yeah. he's in these things. So I went up to him at lunch and went, hi, I really like you. And your movies, I really still help <laughs> But I figured I had to meet him. This was my yeah. one chance. He, he was very gracious. And so He's a super nice guy. Yeah. Super nice yeah. guy. Yeah. Really great guy. We had one of the greatest times, I thought, in um, Niagara Falls. You and me and... Uh, and oh, uh, oh, yeah. Wasn't it Robert Carradine? Robert, Robert and... Carradine. We went, went on... We went, they weren't bumper cars. They were race cars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we... Uh... Wait, I have pictures somewhere of us in the helmets. Um, uh, we went to uh, across the street from the Italian restaurant we had dinner yeah. at. It was I think it was you, me, Nay, Robert Carradine, and I think um, Andrew Cassessi who played Wormser in Revenge of the Nerds. And we went across the street. There was this crazy uh, go kart track that was like multi leveled, and we we had go kart races. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the best times are, are, yeah. When you're getting out after the conventions and going out and exploring and having a little bit of fun and mm-hmm. doing conventions is almost sort of in a way like a weird high school reunion. Cause you bump into so many people you've worked with over the years and you know, it's like a, yeah, it's like a reunion in a way. Yeah. And you wound up like, like Chris was saying, you wind up on a plane and usually that means you're with the other people that might be coming to the same thing. So you'll be sitting with, uh, what was the name of the guy that, that passed away? Unfortunately, that was in uh, walking dead with a white beard. Oh, Scott Wilson. Scott, great guy. So I got yeah. to sit with uh, Scott and meet him. Sat all the way back, you know, with Jamie on the Indianapolis tour, you know, we had a great time reminiscing. On- in fact, I believe she texted me the photo. It's the picture of you two with your heads tilted together, sitting in oh. the seats next to each other. Yeah. yeah. She texted me that uh, when she was coming home from Indianapolis. Yeah. She said, look who I bumped into. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, I mean, all those, the, the experiences start to kind of all blend, but uh, the, but it's a good blend. It's like, yeah. you know, you know, sherbet ice cream with the orange and the vanilla <laughs> together. Well, let's hope. Let's hope that we get to have these experiences again, the yeah. way things are looking right now. Yeah. And you know, it's such a treat, you know, for it, it just worked out perfect for me because I decided to retire. I didn't want to have to go through the grind anymore. I mm-hmm. you know saved up enough money, et cetera, and stuff like this. So this is such a, uh, a perk you know it's such a great thing in later life to be able to yes and not doing it of course is not a perk but Mm. uh but you know being able to fly wherever you want to go i usually use that as an excuse to go visit some friends in the midwest you know so it's uh it's quite a treat and i'm I'm, you know blessed to have that as a something uh that i can do and have have fun with so and see and he was trying to he was trying to stay away from me for all those years. <laughs> he was trying to avoid me. I was avoiding. I was avoiding Sean. Another great one was uh, having uh, Paul Rubens. Good. Paul. Mm. Paul is an old friend of the family, but we, and I never see him. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we we got to have a dinner together, and that was We're, in Tennessee, uh, Knoxville. He's a nice man. I worked with him on a movie, and I used to get a Christmas card from him every yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. It That's was good. so great. Yeah. 
He's a yeah. sweetheart. I've heard his Christmas cards are epic. I know people they are. Still They're great. Them. I have every one of them he sent me. No. And I stopped getting them. I don't know why. Or I may. I know I moved, and then I stopped. I can't remember. I don't know. I wish I still got them. <laughs> yeah, even my wife were both uh, really close friends uh, in the Groundlings, the comedy uh-huh. where mm-hmm. he came out of, and she she was doing classes and stuff. So you know, the, he he's really close with her as 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 much. And then I did a movie called uh, Pray TV that may mm-hmm. have been his first thing where he played this incredibly fake character that was hilarious he's always fun to hang around i just want to thank you for doing this you're such yeah. a sweet sweet awesome guy and every run-in i've had with you has been just epic for me so thank you and thanks for doing this it's super cool and uh don't worry i'm gonna get you that mask so don't worry <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. I Like Chris was saying, I pinch myself all the time, you know, because I'm so lucky to be able to be friends with guys like you, you know, both of you guys. I mean, you know, who I'm fans of both of your work. And it's just, I'm, I'm very fortunate and I appreciate yeah. your friendships and, uh, and all of it. So Thank thanks you. again. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. And let's hope that we all get to work together again someday. <laughs> we'll be doing this shitty show for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be be an essential worker. Don't worry. What we do for the fans is essential, right? That's right. Thank you for doing it, Nick. And stay safe out there. And everybody else out there, stay safe. Okay. All right. See you later. Thanks. Bye. Bye. After editing that last that last episode, I was like, Jesus Christ, all we did was bitch for like the first time. <laughs> yeah, it is it is totally the, the get off my lawn episode. It was so yeah. great. Want a personal shout out from the shape himself? Or maybe surprise a fan with a happy birthday greeting from the original Michael Myers. Well, you can right now on Cameo. Download the Cameo app on your phone today to get more info.